Let's play football for real. It's the DMV Sports Roundtable with Jamal Bowens, George Wallace, Chris Chion, and me, Dimitri Sotis. At the moment, it's only Georgie and me. The other guys will roll in a bit later. George, the new NFL season has started. First up for the Skins at home, the Eagles. How easy or tough a proposition is this to get things started? For well, the it's going to be tough for sure, but let's call, let's call these other two guys out. They must still be thinking it's preseason. Yeah? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. You know, come on now. We kicked this thing off right at the top of the hour. Like uh, a... What, what, I don't know what the Joe Gibbs quote is, but it's like, I'm starting this thing Let's today. Let's get this thing started, get this thing rolling. Yeah. Uh, so. You know, it is going to be a tough proposition. Forget about the fact they've won five straight against the Eagles. Players didn't want to hear that this week at all. Uh, it's a Eagles team that's in the second year of its scheme. Uh, you know, Carson Wentz the second year. They went out and got Jeffries. They had Jenkins on defense. I mean, they got some tough, tough football players, and I expect them to be a lot better. I think this whole division is going to be a lot better. But, you know, for the Redskins, what we saw in the preseason didn't really give you much – Optimism, did it? I mean, for what we saw. Not at all. So that kind of worries you a little bit. Um, you know, I, I think they'll get everything together once Sunday at 1 o'clock comes. I just have this suspicion. I mean, they have been working a lot after practice. Terrell Pryor and Kirk Cousins have been working a lot. You know, Josh Doxson says he's ready to go. We'll see. Jamison Crowder now all of a sudden is going to be a game-time decision with a hip flexor, but they're excited to have the whole offense hopefully on the field for the first time. And, you know, it, it's it's the oldest cliche in the books, but, you know, you got to run the football and win football games. And Jay Gruden has made no secret that he wants to do that, and we'll see. I mean, Rob Kelly's still a work in progress with this first-team offense. So there's still a lot of question marks up in the air for this offense, and we'll see. Uh, you know, the Eagles' defense likes to get after it, and we'll see what happens. So, Majay Pirine, how much of a contribution do you expect uh, as far as running backs go right out of the box? Yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit of time for him. I do. I think, you know, he'll be integrated slowly in this offense. I think that, uh, um, you know, they're gonna, it's it, it's going to be a nice combination. I think you're going to see Chris Thompson have a lot to do with this offense and see Chris Thompson play a big big role in this. But they definitely like Pirine. I mean, they want to get him – get him rolling, but I think they're going to give Kelly a lot of the the carries early on. And, I mean, one of the things that really concerned me the preseason, uh, you know, was the offensive line. I mean, these guys, you know, for for a unit that's been together for quite some time and they weren't able to do much in the preseason. So uh, that's a, a unit that I would hope gets going early. And, uh, you know, guys are very, very, very frustrated with the lack of um, – production on, along the line. So I think that if they, you know, come out with a different attitude, and Spencer Long still a question mark with his neck, but I think he's going to go. But that, to me, has been the biggest concern to this point. But we'll see. Jamal just rolled in. He's at DMV Sports 2015 on Twitter, plugging in his headphones, moving his microphone. Uh, let me get settled first. <laughs> it's a lot to take in, I know. Well, first of all, Dimitri, welcome back. Thank you. Good to be back, everybody. Well, he'll join us at some point, <laughs> I guess. I have, I don't know about mixed feelings about this team, but I don't really know. It sounds like you're not expecting greatness right out of the box. I haven't seen it. I mean, the preseason, I mean, I, I haven't seen... You know, the the explosiveness out of this offense that we thought we were going to see. I haven't seen um, the defense has played better, but it took a hit with Phil Taylor going out. Um, I don't know. I guess Ziggy Hood, George. Mm -hmm. Ziggy Hood is is starting. Yep. Stacey McGee, Hood, Jonathan Allen. And I didn't see that. Now, that's that's, that's an issue. Maybe not this week, because I don't know if the Eagles can run the football. Well, they look like they've had a hard time doing it over the preseason. I don't know if it's going to be LeGarrette Blunt. They seem to like Wendell Smallwood a lot. And of course, you get to throw in um, Sproles. 
That might be the X factor. Yeah. Who's got the best little guy? <laughs> Who's got the best third down back? Is it going to yeah. be Sproles? Is it going to be uh, Chris Thompson, Thompson I think who Chris just Thompson's got extended? Going to have a big week. I do. I mean, I think he's going to be a big part of this offense. I do. I think he will. I think in the I'm I'm, I'm, I'm what's the word I'm looking for? I'm costly optimistic that I think that Doxon will actually shut some people up this week. Yeah. I hope he does. I'm, I'm tired of hearing it. He, well, he's tired of hearing it, too. He's, I know he's he annoyed. He's fr- very frustrated with I'm, it. I'm tired of he hearing it. And, I mean, he's got all this. I mean, you've been to practice. You've seen some of the catches that he makes out yeah. there. It's, it's That's the he, thing. With him and Pryor, they have big play capabilities. It's right. just a matter of getting it all together. And I don't think – let me ask you this. Is it all on them? Because it seems at times that when the offense is not clicking right away – Kirk goes to what he's comfortable with, Reed, Grant, and, and yeah. Thompson. And he doesn't necessarily go to Pryor and Doxon, and, and, and he goes to Crowder a lot. When he gets in those ruts, he goes where he's comfortable. Yeah. Well, that's not going to make the offense work if you're just going to your you know core guys. Safety, yeah. You have to get those other two involved because they do things that those other receivers can't do. They can go up and get the 50-50 balls. They can stretch the field, and they're huge in the red zone, and they can make those athletic plays. Those other receivers can't do that. So Kirk's got to get out of that you know, that, that comfort zone, and that's going to help expand the, expand the offense. Because they can't make plays if Kirk's not throwing the ball. No, he got to take chances. I think, it, And that's what you hope. You know, the thing that worries me is when Kirk says, well, we may not know what kind of team we have until October. Well, you, well, you don't I, have, what, what, is, what the hell does that you mean? You don't have time. For that, so no, you, you don't. hope he does take chances and kind of get these guys going. Like I said, they've been working a lot after practice. Will that translate to Sunday? Who knows? But you know, I, mean, I, I don't know. I'm telling Demetri, I have a, I have a s- sneaky suspicion that they're gonna, they're gonna click Sunday. I really do, just because we haven't seen it and we have no reason to believe it. I just right. think they are. I mean, it, it, it comes down to how does Jay call the game? Mm-hmm. No, but and then the second thing I want to say about how Jay calls the game is adjustments. There were times early last season that they made no adjustments at halftime. None. And continue to do the same thing. I mean, have that that pigheadedness that it's going to work eventually. Good coaches make adjustments. Now, second half of the season, you could see that McVay or John, whoever was, Jay, whoever was calling the plays, there were adjustments made at halftime. Yeah. And they were more successful. But is Jay going to be, now that it's just him, is he not going to be stubborn to just call the same plays over and over again? Is he going to make adjustments at halftime if it's not working? It's going to be interesting to see how, but like as he said too, he said, you guys are more worried about it than I am calling plays. I've done it. But yeah, you've done it, but you haven't done it as the as a head coach you know as the executive yeah yeah so i mean he's been a, a coordinator yes but that's all you had to concentrate on but he's surrounded himself with a good a good staff i mean i, I yeah, think yeah I, I trust callahan and and, and you Kevin know all too I, yeah, I think i think that if if callahan callahan can weigh in a little bit on the running game yeah and which um, he can which he will yeah i hope he does because that, that'll help out a lot because i mean the running game is outside of thompson it's an unknown. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what you're going to... I mean, third preseason game, you saw a little bit out of Rob Kelly, which was good because you didn't see it in the prior games. But I still don't know what he is. P. Ryan flash here and there, but I still don't know what he yeah. is at the pro level. Thompson is the only constant. I think 
and and let me know what you feel that if those two if if Kelly doesn't get off to a hot start. I could envision them giving Thompson more first and second down carries. It's possible, but they can't overload him on that, though. No, they can't because he's he's not built I mean, that I way. Plus, he has, he's got injury history. I think they'll and they'll you know trickle P Ryan in there. I don't think you're going to see a heavy dose of him early. I think he's going to be more short yardage yeah. goal line sort of situations to, As to he start works with. Himself, yeah, exactly to, to start with. Chris, G, jump in here, whatever. Chris you feel Gion like. jumped jumped in the studio. He's at the Big Cheese Show. Are on we Twitter. previewing Eagles? Are we talking general yeah, Redskins here? Yeah, that's that's what we've been doing so far. A lot of running back talk, but yeah. I, well, I'm curious. Have you guys been watching Hard Knocks? I I missed Deshaun Jackson already. Just, no, well, just I'll watching take, that that footage. I'll take the uh, I'll take the different approach here, and I'm looking at the uh, Las Vegas line here that it opened up as a Washington Redskins favorite. Now it is down yeah. to Philadelphia favored by one. And how do you figure that out? Because when's the last time the Eagles have come in here to FedEx and beaten the Redskins? I, I right. don't know off the top of my head. Has it been a while? Well, they beat them five, five straight, straight times. Yeah, yeah. So five straight. We go. Why are they favored? I'm thinking that, you know what, This is uh, the Redskins were the worst team in the NFL in terms of allowing catches against the tight end last year. They allowed the most. Right. Zach Ertz, certainly a capable threat over right. the middle. I, I'm in looking at this Vegas line, and I think the Eagles are the pick here. I just think that Carson Wentz, and, and I said this a couple of days ago, I'm on the Wentz wagon. I think I'm he's certainly capable. I think Alshon Jeffrey is a huge uh, pickup for him. And uh, I think that if Josh Norman is matched up against, I haven't seen the quarterback wide, corner wide receiver matchups yet. If you guys. Norman's going to travel. Okay. No, so Norman it looks won't. like wherever Alshon goes, okay. Norman's going to travel with him. And then on the other side of that, that's why I kind of disagree with you on the Carson Wentz thing. I, I agree that he will hook up with Ertz because we don't have we like. There's been years since we've been able to cover. But why is that? Like, didn't because, you see in the offseason that there were issues with that? Well, maybe Zach Brown <laughs> can can fix that. I don't know if he's great in coverage, but he's a lot quicker than any middle linebacker that we've had since London Fletcher. Maybe he's the difference. You know, I, I'm not sure, but I agree with Wentz and Ertz. If Alshon is matched up with Norman all day long, I don't know exactly how much of a huge impact he's going to make. I, I mean, agree. they did go they did go back and forth last year when we played Chicago, yeah. but Norman did get his fair share of. I mean, Alshon didn't go off that game. He didn't have a huge game. Granted, he had with Barkley and you know some other bums throwing him the ball, right? <laughs> but then you look on the other side. I don't think Barkley's that much of a bomb. No, yes, he is. <laughs> I think yes, he, he is. I think he had a bad yeah, game. No, against the Redskins he is, last he is year. garbage. I, he should have never uh, reheard his shoulder twice. He had a bad game against, against the Redskins, and that, that's it? He's had a uh, terrible career. Uh, I think he's shown flashes. I don't know. When I this, was this? I had this vision of him in Ohio State. <laughs> what preseason game Ohio was this State. that he showed flashes? Not preseason, but last year against Chicago. Anyway, I, I'm in maybe, USC. You're, yeah, that, I'm thinking about <laughs> USC when I'm 19 years old. <laughs> but then on the other side of the ball, it's a toss-up, and I'll, I'll give that the edge right now to Breland, just because I saw Torrey Smith score one touchdown deep um, during the preseason. But then again, the question is, is he really the same Torrey Smith that we saw in Baltimore, or is he the Torrey Smith that we saw with the 49ers? Was that just a case of having bad quarterbacking, or did you really lose a step? Can he really still take the top off off an offense, off a defense rather? I don't know the answer to that. 
So are you worried about the two... Eagles' run game at all? Because and I oh would say, yes, I would say n- not as worried about the running backs. It's more the offensive line and the push that they got when Lane Johnson came yeah. back last year. He was yeah. an absolute stud. Speaking of, speaking of Lane Johnson running his damn mouth. Oh, is he? Oh, you didn't hear about no, that? No, no, no. Oh, you remember that he said was a couple weeks ago? Yeah, he said he was going to come down here and uh, open up a can or whip whatever, and. Uh, yeah, so he basically said we're going to come down here and whoop the Redskins at home. But somebody on the Skins called him out on Twitter, didn't he? It was Zach Brown, wasn't it? Zach Brown, yeah. Zach yeah. Brown. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we, we'll see how that goes. I don't – they won't be matched up often. But um, but you're more worried about the running game because of the offensive line or because well, you're I'm not worried about, a threat? I don't think – see, that's the thing. We were just talking about that. I don't know. They've had a hard time running the ball in, in the preseason. And I know you can't judge too much off of that. LeGarrette Blunt has not had any success anywhere other than in New, in New England. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wasn't that great in, in Tennessee. He went to Pittsburgh, didn't do much as, 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 as a backup. Right. Trouble. So, and now <laughs> he's here. His two best seasons were with Tom Brady and Belichick in New England. So I don't know what he is outside of that system. I don't know how Philly's system is any different than Pittsburgh's or, or Tennessee's. So I'm not sold that we're, we're going to see the same LeGarrette Blum we saw last year and in other years that he's had with, uh, with the Patriots. They seem to like Smallwood a lot, and I don't know where Sproles factors in. So I don't know what the running game is going to look like. But the problem is with Phil Taylor being out, and not having that true nose. Yep. Unless maybe Tom Sula throws in more four three looks. Well, and he will. I think that there's a lot. I think with Tom because that looks a lot better to me than what they're going to roll in in the middle. Allen McGee and yeah, because I, I think you, they're going to do that. I think he's going to be and he and Tom Sula said that he goes. I've got nobody at a set position. If you're um, if you're a lineman, yeah. then you got to be able to play every position. Yeah, he, and he rotates. The one I and the players said they didn't. They don't know they what they're going to be. Right. But if, let's let's say this: you're looking at three four. You're looking at Allen for sure. Hood. Yeah. I guess Lanier on the other side in a three four. Four three on the other hand, you put Lanier and Allen inside and let Preston Smith. And Kerrigan, Kerrigan put their hand in the dirt. Yeah, that looks a whole lot better to me. Yeah. than what we have in a three-four set. Which I think set. you're going to see a lot of those looks. I think you. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised what you see with from Minuski's defense. I, I think he's, I, from I what players say. Him, I mean, I think they're. You know, it's our. It's night and day. I anticipate him being a lot more aggressive than they than uh, oh, yeah. they've been in the past. Absolutely, but more controlled aggressive because I mean, you've seen. Uh, Hazlitt with his zero blitzes and, yeah. and, and all that. Uh, Barry, you know, he tried, but that's manufacturing pressure. Right. And Speaking I'm not of, sure. Is that not that. the new NFL these days? Is kind of, uh, you know, we watched it last night against Kansas City and New England. This sort of dink and dunk offense is that just the, you play fast, right? I mean, and that's yeah. where you, if you have explosive players. Like you and I, you know, we were just talking about Wendell Smallwood and Darren Sproles. Those are kind of the explosive mm-hmm. players there in Philadelphia. Do we bring a, a lot of blitzes against Carson Wentz? Because I'm a little bit worried he could dump it right off to one of those smaller guys, and then they could. I think he'll be more aggressive in terms of rushing what he's got up front. I don't think he'll force any pressure because. But you have pass rushes. You have Kerrigan. I'm assuming Preston Smith is starting on the other side. Yep. I'm pretty sure you're going to see plenty of Junior Gallette yeah. and, and, and Ryan Anderson. Oh, yeah. Especially so third downs. Ryan can... Anderson's going to be game time. He's weird. He's okay. got a weird thing with the stinger. He hasn't played much. I don't know what if he's going to play. He hasn't practiced. Even really. the guy, uh, what's Carter? 
Chris Carter. Carter made the, he made the roster, didn't he? Yeah. Okay. So you have he's going to rotate pass rushes. So you don't necessarily have to, you know, put on a bunch of exotic blitzes to manufacture that because when you have fresh legs, I mean, and all those guys can rush the passer. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to manufacture. I think he'll be more aggressive with his calling up front in terms of twists and stunts and, and, and all that sort of thing. But if he can't get a push up front, then maybe he tries to manufacture some pressure. Maybe I throw in uh, the man who tried to retire this past week, Sua Cravens, at just 22 years old. They're giving him a month to think about it. What's the story there? We haven't had a chance George, to talk about. Okay, that. have you? What? I don't know what to, what to make of it. Do you have I, any more details come out? No. What are that, these? Is it is it personal issues? I is think it it's a lot of personal concern think, about his health. I think it's something he's dealing with personally. I don't know, but I don't know if you know all the players are saying the right thing as far as yeah. But, I mean, deep down, I don't know if they're, you know, you kind of get a little sense they're like, you know. Would you see that video JP Finley tweeted out last yeah, Sunday? I want to sign. Yeah, that was during a was training camp. Yeah, I saw that. And, and, and it was Will Compton? Who was, was, just, up, it was yeah. Compton. Yeah. And seeing it then, because I saw it during training camp. Then Did you really, think about it then? No, I didn't. I didn't either. Because, yeah. because I just thought that was Compton coaching up yeah, a, a young, young player. Dog days of training well, camp. Exactly. When you put it in this perspective, this yeah. context – then it looks a little different. And then maybe Compton did see something that, you know, anybody, nobody else really saw. But if he's dealing with family issues or whatever, take your time and, and, and do whatever. But in terms of fans, let me just address this real quick. Because the people were, were trashing him on Twitter. Yeah. You're a quitter. Yeah, this. Yeah, that. You pay your money to buy a ticket. You pay your money to buy your merchandise, that does not entitle you to have any say over what goes on in this man's personal life. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget, he's 22 years old. A lot of people at 22, myself included, question multiple times, what am I doing with my life? Where am I going? <laughs> what do I want to be doing with myself? Yeah. Is this where I want to be? What do I really want to do? And for him, it's on a grander stage because he's a professional athlete. Well, and you, you should say only one of 1,700 elite guys, right, once the cuts are yeah. made. So uh, you can be, you know, I don't I don't advocate being too hard on him, except he should have dropped this bomb early in training well, see, camp. That's the, that's the question, and that's something I want to ask George, because it was said that the team talked him out of it. Yeah. So was it, I don't, do we blame him for the timing? Because I agree with you, Dimitri. You essentially doing that the day after the cuts, you probably could have called somebody a job yeah. that could have gotten that spot that ended up getting cut. Now, they can always bring that person back if they want to, but, you know, still, you might have called someone a job. But do I put that on him since the team tried to talk him out of it, or do I put that on the team for not making a move quicker? But I think he, Jay said that, and I don't know this for a fact. Jay doesn't know anything. No, but I know, but it it doesn't sound like they knew that this was coming until See, it, he walked in the building. So I don't know. I don't know yeah. how true that is. To me, if somebody tried to talk him out of it, I probably think it was Bruce. Oh, there, yeah, yeah. there are a lot of things, or or, or Doug. Yeah. That it didn't surprise me when Jay said, "No, I don't know anything about it," because he probably didn't, because that sort of stuff with, with the way Allen runs things is is above his pay grade, uh-huh. and he's probably not. Unfortunately, as the head coach, he's not privy to all of that. They might have had that conversation. Just didn't include Jay in it, right? And just figured that okay, since he said he's he's cool now, there's no need to get Jay involved until it backfired. 
That could that could possibly be it. But I look at it from two different ways. We've seen a lot of young players retire or leave the game for two different reasons. And when I look at this situation, I'm not sure exactly which one it is. It could be a combination of both. When you look at, was it Chris Borland that was in San mm-hmm. Francisco that retired the mm-hmm. same year as uh, Patrick Willis? Mm-hmm. Jason Worlds in, in Pittsburgh? They were very young players, had a lot of upside, could have great careers, but due to fears of CTE and concussions and, and health problems going forward, they chose to walk away from the game. Now you have the flip side of that. If it is a mental thing, you got the Trey Mason situation where he disappeared from the Rams and had his Brennan's with the law and yeah. mental Titus Young from Detroit all of a sudden started having a rash of, of arrests and he had some mental issues that they're still dealing with. So it's one of those, is, is it those, is it a combination of that? Because if it's the Titus Young sort of thing, let's get to it now because before we get to that point. To that point, yeah. And if it is, you know, worried about his health going forward, I can't fault him for that. No. All right, well... Let me ask a, a quick question. The mechanics of it. Can he come back anytime he wants, or is he... Four weeks. Four weeks. He's got He's got to yeah. sit out for those four he's, weeks. He's right? And the be. bye is week five, right? Yeah. So, so he's on the... What is it, the NFI list that it's called? Exempt. But I didn't even know that was a list, by the way. Yeah, right. We're, we're, learning, we're learning things. You have that list. You have the, the commissioner, the exempt list. Yeah. Goodell's got all sorts of lists these days that nobody's ever heard of, <laughs> but now they're full of lists. So, yeah, it's – it's. Uh, I don't think this – you know what? I think he's a good player. We didn't know what he was going to be able to do with that position because no, he didn't play that last learning. year. He's so still So I'm not necessarily thinking it's a huge loss right off the bat because I think that Shazer Everett is more than capable. I Matter of so fact, too. I think he deserves this opportunity. He's put it in his work. He got it. He made. He intercepted Carson once last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, that's in, right. He in, did. in Philly. In Philly, yeah. And also named to keep in mind, Monte Nicholson. Yeah, the is rookie. it Nicholson or Nichols? Nicholson. Nicholson, Michigan State. People seem to think that him and Fabian Moreau are the future face of this secondary going forward, and Nicholson could jump in sooner rather than later. I think Moreau could also. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I, I mean, if he's if Breland gets hurt, God forbid, I don't think he might not get a spot back. We'll see. Anyone want to do Las Vegas point spreads on week one games? You the gambler, man. I yeah, like to keep absolutely. my money in my I mean, pocket. I, I was, was going to take us to Let's help the people, uh, you know, for those out there who want some action a little bit. Right. Uh, you know, I was thinking that maybe we I'll read some point spreads off and then we give uh, who we think we like around the room, All including right. you, Big D. How we, how does that sound? <laughs> like? All right. Defending NFC champions, Atlanta Falcons, minus seven in Chicago. What do you guys think about that contest? Who would you now, wait, take now, what in are, that you explain one? this to me because, you know, this is going to be Falcons got to win point by spread seven. for dummies. Falcons got to win by seven points or more. Yeah, they'll, oh, they'll do that. I'm taking it. Yeah. I go against the, over, yeah. Chicago. I like the Chicago Bears there. And I'll oh, tell you, you do. why. Yes, I think that they will control the ground game. Jordan Howard is a big running back. They have a great interior line there, and they will keep this Atlanta offense off the field as much as possible. I and I think it. that the Super Bowl loss hangover will be there. I think Atlanta's defense is good. It's not great. and uh, Their I, I, front is good. Vic Beasley is good. Yeah. Grady Jarrett is good. So they're, I just think they're going to run it. They've and added um, – oh, I, I just they added somebody else, and I'm just – 
lost a name. They got a good secondary. They do. And who's throwing – I mean, Glennon's out there, but the, the GM told Trubisky to be ready. Yeah. So what does that do for Glennon's psyche going forward? <laughs> I know. So they're quarter – you're going to have to throw the That's ball sometime. You're going to have to. Especially if – okay, yes, they can control the clock with the run game. Jordan Howard is a, is a beast. Hobie plays well. He's on several of my fantasy teams. Mm-hmm. But – the thing is this, <laughs> if Matt Ryan, because the Bears' defense is Swiss cheese. Their defense is, is horrible. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> so if Matt Ryan is scoring every time he gets the ball, and they're moving, and they're going to run the ball, not with just Freeman, but you also have Coleman, who's probably going to have a big day. Julio Jones, they're going to throw the ball around, whether it's through the backs in the backfield, down the field. They're going to run the ball. They're going to eat up big chunks of yardage. If they're scoring quickly, you can't run the ball anymore because now you have to put it on Glennon because you can't catch up with a team that's scoring on every drive quickly on the ground. It just doesn't work. You can't do it. Well, I think uh, we'll see. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of believing the narrative more that they're going to be on a Super Bowl. I think the Falcons dropped like 50 on them. You got another one? Yeah, I do. Um, I think we're going to all agree on this one. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they are nine-and-a-half-point favorites against the sorry Cleveland Browns, who yeah. now do not have Miles Any, Garrett, who anything. talked to I'm with that. Um, so I, got, I can't I'm say, streaming Pittsburgh's defense on, on fantasy. Steelers, I got Pittsburgh Steelers, too, in our fantasy. Listen, Steelers, they, they, they very fine, they, they find themselves they're in about, the Super Bowl. They're going to they're gonna let loose. Steelers... And I want to see it's how their time again. Huh? Yeah, well, I think you, so. you're getting Martavis back. They drafted Juju. You, you got more than capable compliments, even though Sammy Coates is over there in Cleveland now. They got rid of him, so I'm pretty sure he's pissed about that. But you still have capable wide receivers. You got Martia, Martavis you Bryant. You got what, 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 what I think is people can argue Zeke all they want to. It's been one year. Le'Veon Bell is the best. Oh, well, I agree. Well, oh, yeah. well, 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 well uh, David Johnson. David Johnson. I'm about to say that one, in, one A and one B. Sure. Yeah. They're splitting hairs. You can't because, go wrong either way. Yeah. No, you can't go wrong either way. But you have Le'Veon Bell. But like you said, Garrett is not playing. That defense is. I don't. I don't know. No what more Hayden. Got. And I don't even Hayden's know if that matters gone. anymore. No, it probably either. wouldn't have made a difference. Right. But that just means that Antonio Brown is going to eat even more than he would have if Hayden was there. So yeah, that's that's another. But you just chose two blowouts. Well, well, how about this? Let's go, because we can't Green, go through all of them. Seattle Green Bay. I'm interested. Yeah, but we got. what about the other NFC East matchup? Sunday Giants, night game, right? Giants, Giants, Giants Cowboys. You got the line on that one? Uh, I'll get it right now, but if... Uh, Probably very close. I, I'm going to say the New York Giants without even looking at it. I think that... I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah, I, I went with that, Giants too. are four-point dogs. Wow. Really? Uh, Where's that game? That in is Dallas? in Dallas. So That's probably why. That Yep, you're going to get the three-point swing being right. at home. I'm, I'm telling you, Dak is going to have a, a slump. I'm I know. telling I, you. I hate to be Mr. Narrative and uh, not look at analytics or numbers when it comes to that stuff. I just no feel need. it. I do I just too. Feel no it. need. I no need to look too. at numbers all the time. And <laughs> you know, the Elliott. By the time, I mean, the Elliott situation is still going to be up in the air. You're going to have this well, one well, he's game. He's going to play this weekend. You're going to have but, this one game. Yeah. But after that, everything is going to be on deck. And and, it, and he's not going to have that comfort zone of just handing the ball off. It's your show. It's all on you. Everybody is scheming for you. Yeah. Specifically. Not you and not you and Zeke. You. Yeah. And Des Bryant, too, who will be nah, getting a ton of double him. coverage. Him. I'm well, not worried. Because you know what? Des to me is, is he's so overrated right now. <laughs> he is so overrated. He's he's a, he's carrying his name. He's overrated. 
I don't. Yeah, I know you don't want to say it. I'll say it for you. This is overrated. <laughs> he is. I'm not saying he's not a good receiver, but yeah, he's last couple years he's not earned. You know, he doesn't put up gaudy numbers. That's no. for sure. He's a physical you know, receiver. And, and you know why he won't? Because Romo is no longer feeding him the ball when he throws temper tantrums on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not getting but I force fed the football. <laughs> so. It, Dak is and Dak said last year, I'm not going to force the ball over there. So his numbers will will continue to drop. But I think he's he's overrated. By the way, can we put a prop bet on this? What uh, Romo back or not? <laughs> I say uh, no. I'm nah. going to say, say no. no. He's going to enjoy that nice cushy job yeah, in CBS so and say, I you know no. what? I don't want to be uh, have a broken back again. That probably doesn't feel very. Nice. I'll tell you this. Well, you know what? I'll play devil's advocate. If Jay Cutler and you should like this as as a Miami fan, if Jay Cutler plays well and has success, he might get the itch again. But if Jay Cutler does if if Jay does usual Jay Cutler things that ends up hurting a finger or a wrist or a back or a neck or whatever else ails him, then Romo say, No, I'm gonna keep my behind right here in this booth with Jim Nance and let that be. Yeah, I don't hate that uh, that take. I just think, do you ever read the article about Jay Cutler? He literally did no preparation to be Zero. a Fox analyst. Does, does, so, of course, when you get does, hit at $10 million, it yeah. shock me well, I think Romo actually does, put in the war. Does it strike you that Jay Cutler prepares for anything no, at this no, point? No, no, no. He uh, just rolls out of bed and just yeah. whatever. All right, one more. All right, let's go one more. And let's talk about Dimitri's team that he grew up prob- no you wouldn't have grown up watching them because they were in Baltimore when did the Indianapolis- oh yeah yeah I was um oh, I, I, I was I was in high school I think when they moved from uh from with Baltimore the, to Indianapolis the Mayweather trucks or yeah, not yeah. Mayflower Mayflower, Mayflower, Mayflower. Yeah. getting confused that footage is uh, iconic uh, sadly um, the Colts are five point dogs against the LA they Rams they're on the west coast Scott Tolzien has looked pretty atrocious in the preseason and Problem this is that- just not a team that's built correctly. No. Problem no. I have is 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 this is and Vontae Davis is out. Yeah, that's bad. So that, that, that if if golf can be competent, because I have no doubt that whoever they put in front of Sammy Watkins, he he's going to beat them. I have confidence that McVeigh is going to draw up schemes. So to, I should start Watkins this week on my team. Is that what you're telling? Me? I'm doing it. Remember when Watkins torched the Redskins a little bit a couple years ago? <laughs> yeah. The rest of that game. Yeah. I mean, that was fun. I'm pretty sure. Mick, I'm co- not pretty sure. I'm confident McVeigh will have plays that will get Sammy big plays down the field. Problem with all that is Jared Goff is your quarterback. Yep. Can he execute that? Because I know Sammy will get open. Without Vontae Davis, there, who who are they rolling out to to, to put on Sammy? Nobody is going to be able to stay in front of him. Yeah. You know, and they got on other guys defense. too, like Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. I mean, not right. household names, but guys no, that, that can play and, the and I think I think those guys have big games also due to how many – I think Gurley has a big game. Gurley's just, bouncing back this year. I, I, I'm, I'm convinced go, of that. I'll go with that. Because McVay just knows how to – he knows how to use his best players in the, and then get everything that he can get out of them and put him in the best position to make big plays. And I think that whoever they had there before that just didn't know what to do with Gurley anymore. They just kept running him into the ground. He can do so many, so much more. And in McVay's offense, he'll be catching a lot of the, out of the backfield. He's going he's gonna to line him up, and he's gonna, it's just going to be more wide open for him, and he's going to bounce back to the Todd Gurley that he used to be. But the problem on the defensive side of the ball is, well, there really isn't, but Aaron Donald's, Still holding still out. Still not there. 
But I'm still starting their defense in fantasy. Yeah, I am too. Now, yeah, Tozina, who's running the ball over there? Not to jump back to the Redskins here, but I'm just going to have us jump back anyway to make predictions. Perfect. I just really wanted to ask if you guys were really, really concerned about McVay and Shanahan now. Both had moved on since, and Kirk Cousins taking a step back this year. Have we talked? I don't know if we beat that horse enough, but. Um, do we do we think Kirk Cousins takes a step back with no more McVay? Uh, I, mean, I don't because it's Jay's system. He's very comfortable in Jay's system. He Kirk. had a great relationship with McVay. There's no doubt. It's a different voice, it, though. But it's, it's just a different voice. And I mean, you know, the whole thing about you know McVay would talk to him pre-snap and and kind of what to look out for. Jay doesn't do that. Jay gives him the play and then shuts off the mic. That's going to be something. But I mean, Kirk's a guy that. He studies. He talked about the other all the binders he's got and the, the studying he does. I, I, he's very comfortable in this offense. Just a matter of performance. I don't. I don't think he's going to take a step back. Come. All right. So is everybody picking the skins except Big G? Yeah. Uh, and that's crazy. I picked the skins every every week last year. <laughs> yeah. I just have a feeling. I, I have a sneaky I'm, suspicion. I'm, like I'm, I said, they're going to come out and play well. I think they're yeah. going to. You know, I think the Eagles will be that are going to be better. But as as players said this week, he said, you know, it helps that you're playing the Eagles. Yes. But weeks one and two, there's so much unknown because you don't see anything in the preseason. It yeah. helps that it's a com- it's an NFC East opponent, right. which I think is going to be good for the Redskins. It'll be it'll be a close game, most likely. I, I'm picking it a yeah. close game. I, I think that I'm still torn, but I can't I can't pick the Eagles. Like if we're in an NFC East situation, I'm just going to be a stupid homer, and I'm I'm going to take the Redskins because I can't. Pick the Eagles. I can't even say to. I can't form the words to say the Eagles will win. I can't do it. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Just I can't do it. So I, I'm, I'm definitely going to take. I'll take the Redskins. But I, like Dimitri said, I do think it's going to be a close game because I mean these two teams do know each other. It's going. They're going to grind it out. The offense. Will they? You know, if they come out and play real well, do you forget about the preseason? Of course, that would if they be come great. out and that play, of course, if they come out and get a win, I mean that's what that's what that goes without saying. Here's the thing: if they, if they come out and get a win on a, a fluke, whatever, at the end of the game, are you going to still be worried? It depends on how they look. How they win? It depends on how they look. That's the way I'm kind of looking look, at it. Any anything can happen, and I don't know if we're going to get time to get into college, but you see what Maryland did. You see what Howard did this past weekend. They yeah, could come. Nobody did. thought. No, I saw what Maryland did. <laughs> Kansas City did no, last night. Exactly. Who thought that was exactly. Nobody thought Kansas City was going right. to drop forty something <clears throat> on on the Patriots. Nobody thought Maryland was going to drop fifty one right. on a ranked opponent. So anything can happen. They're capable of putting up big numbers on this defense. Problem is the offensive line didn't play great. Can they keep Kirk clean? Can they make a push? Well, and the Eagles have been in the past. They've done it. He threw a pick six. Yeah, was it last you, year you got Fletcher Cox. On that line, you've got uh, Michael Kendricks. They've got good safeties. You put Ronald Darby in in that secondary now. Mm -hmm. They've added folks to that defense that can play. So can the Redskins offensive line create room in the run game? Can they keep Kirk clean in in the pocket? And if they can do that, if he's got time, and if they can run the ball, that's going to be the first thing. Can you run the ball? Got to run it. And if they can run the ball, then I think everything else goes smoothly. Georgie's got to jump next door to go live on the radio, so probably a good time to wrap it up. I feel like we started out kind of concerned and a little negative in this podcast, but we're ending up Quite positive. That's that's a good thing for week one. I mean, let's face it. The week one, uh, it's it's important because it sets sets the tone. But uh, I mean, are you telling me that just because the Patriots lost last night to Kansas City, we're going to write off the New England Patriots? No, all of a sudden? no, Absolutely no, not. no, no, not at so, all. So you know, it's like. I, I love week one because it means football has started. Yeah. I dislike week one because 
if you happen to lose, then suddenly you're like, oh, all is lost, when clearly it's not the case. It's not. It's not. And uh, I'll just I'll just wrap up. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be a close game as well. I've got Philadelphia winning twenty four to twenty one. Uh, I'm looking at the uh, again the over under in this game is forty eight, so it'll come over just a little under that in my opinion. These are two teams that know each other well, but again, um, my belief in, in Carson Wentz to Zach Ertz I think will be a problem for the Redskins pretty much all day, and you know the Redskins offense, we'll see how that goes. Rob, they need to run the football as much as they possibly can. Yeah. Again, it's like, I, I say this about every offense, I said this all of last year, you dictate the pace of the game when you're running the football effectively. Rob Kelly is not the sexiest running back in the world, but he's a bruiser and he can get the ball a bunch of times. You can mix it up throwing a Thompson. You can mix it up, having P. Ryan do a little bit of work here as well. So, again, I think it'll be close, but I think the Eagles' talent. And Malcolm Jenkins is a solid corner, not to make this about myself. He covered me in high school. <laughs> he held me to zero catches all game. I literally could not even get off his grasp. His forearms were so huge. I could not even break his uh, grabbing of my jersey. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I have a little bit of personal experience. The guy is a stud, and but that might be a little do bit you, So are you saying that the combat hurts? Wentz combination is greater than Cousins Reed? No, not uh, in general. Because I just they, think we can counteract the, the the tight end situation yeah, also. Totally. I and think Jordan Reed is better than Ertz. I totally agree with you on that one. I think it's just more matchup based this week, but I would say, yeah, Cousins to Reed, if not, is the best. It's up there with Jimmy Graham and Russell Wilson as the best quarterback to tight end combination. Um, and and then plus it comes not, down to the, the, the linebackers. So that comes down to Reed on Kendrick mm-hmm. and I guess maybe Foster. I'm not too much Foster because I know Foster can't cover Ertz. Mm-hmm. But can Zach Brown now step in because he's quicker? Listen, than I'm, I'm deferring and, to you. You sound Mason. a little more confidently than him than I do. So let's hope that he I mean, uh, is able to I, get it done. Ertz I, can't really block, so that, that's one thing that will help yeah. the Redskins well, too. Well, Reed can't either. Yeah, <laughs> so that, that's a wash on that one. But real quick, you went to? Did you go to Towson? Mm-hmm. I will be. At the opener tomorrow. Awesome. Terps, Towson. I don't know if you're going to be there, but I'll I, be I, covering I, it here. I'm I'm kind of upset that I moved my schedule. The one day that I'm eight to four on a Saturday uh, is when Towson's playing Maryland. I will be um, there on on the fifty yard line up front, rooting for Maryland. That's fair. Of course. I just hope that Towson. I, I know we're not going to win. I just hope that we. At least I hope we make. I don't want to go home. At halftime, yeah. So Towson, please make it interesting. I don't <laughs> want to leave after the after the first quarter. Well, I, I do want to stay for a whole game. They look right. horrible against Morgan State. Yeah. They won't. <laughs> Everyone enjoy their uh, college football Saturday. NFL Week One on Sunday. The DMV Sports Roundtable is on iTunes, the Podcast One app, podcastone.com, and wtop.com. Search Podcast DC. You can follow us on Twitter at DMV Sports Round One. And we'll catch you next week when we know a lot more about Ezekiel Elliott and how that works with the Redskins, whether he's going to be a formidable opponent or sitting on the bench for a bunch of weeks. We'll catch you later. Thanks a lot.